Welcome back to Sanchiro's Boys. This is your co-host, Tim Amatuli. And I'm Chris Cote. And we are back today for our not-at-all-subtly-alluded-to bonus episode. <laughs> they had no idea this one was coming. Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> As I was listening to the Hidden Fortress podcast today, it doesn't say we haven't reviewed Star Wars yet in the description of the episode. Or all the other times where we say, maybe it'll be a, a bonus episode. <clears throat> <clears throat> hint, hint, <clears throat> well... Uh, hinting's over. This is it. Yeah. We're doing it. In nature, uh, it's, you know, we're, we've been going chronologically, and so we're now coming in in between Dersu Uzala, 1975, and Kagemusha, 1980, with the original Star Wars, 1977. And yep. as it's a bonus episode, we're going to shake it up a little bit and deviate from our usual format. So for yeah, most of you, you be, won't uh... even be able to listen to it, because... <laughs> 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 Whatever. Yeah, this should be a fun one. We are doing... I guess we're revealing it now. Shit. Uh, we are doing a... <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a live uh, commentary track for episode four, where we talk about everything from, you know, the perspective of how it relates to Akira Kurosawa, or whatever. Yeah, as best we can. There's certain parts that certainly yeah. won't line up, but there's certainly a lot to talk about as well. So, yeah, we're going to try and, you know, take a Kurosawa lens to the original Star Wars, and also to the saga as a, you know, as a whole... As best we can, because at least for me, getting it out of the way, Star Wars is my whole life. If there's one thing I love more than Akira Kurosawa, it is Star Wars. I've recorded yeah, every is... single one of these podcasts next to an enormous bookshelf full of only Star Wars books and comics. He is not lying. I really <laughs> like Star Wars. I grew up with it. Dad always liked it. Didn't grow up with Akira Kurosawa, but uh, I'm glad I have them both now. <laughs> so yeah, this I, I don't even need to really watch the movie because I could just really reenact it yeah, we but i don't think that's the bonus episode the thing, anyone but... ever wants to listen to yeah. for listener's sake we'll uh, go along with it i have seen a one-man show of star wars and i was like i could do that easily yeah <laughs> I, there's a few things i could do that with but <laughs> yeah like uh, Paul mall cop 2 comes to mind yes uh so we're gonna do it with the unfortunately with the disney plus version just because that's the most accessible yeah if anyone does versions, actually but... want to watch along with us and you know crack a beer and pretend you're watching a movie with us simulate friendship with us yeah uh, this is the best way to do it we figure we can sync up with group watch on disney plus usually i watch the despecialized editions i have not watched this version of star wars in a couple years like maybe like four or five years yeah i have no idea uh, when last time i saw but... i do know that there's one new edit in this one uh, during the han scene the han and greedo scene oh. <laughs> And it's that'll be fun to relitigate. It's so bad. It's so it's even oh, worse. Oh no! But all right. Well, you know what? It's going to be a long, a long night here. So oh yeah. And also, this is going to be yeah. We're going to do a countdown. This isn't going to be edited and polished as much as I usually try to do. This will really just be straight through. So you'll hear how poorly I speak usually, or how much I stutter yeah, even more than usual. Sinchero's voice. <laughs> so all right. I am going to do a countdown now, three, two, one, go, and then when I say go, the movie will start. So, here we go. Here we go, here we go, satellite radio, three, two, one, go. <laughs> what are you drinking? I'm drinking a Founders All Day IPA, one of the only 15 packs in my local store. Nice. I'll crack one too. I got an Angry Orchard crisp apple here. Nice. <clears throat> Using a very cheap bottle opener. There we go. So uh, right off the bat, 
I don't think this has anything to do with Kurosawa. <laughs> Whatever. But I will say, he does like his opening credits. He likes to make them special. And uh, Lucas certainly did that with this one. Have you ever seen non-Star Wars Lucas? I saw THX 1138. I you seen did? American I Graffiti, have too. Yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> it's really weird. It's not exactly a great movie, but I love the idea and I love the way it looks. Yeah, it, it's nothing like Star Wars at all. Yeah. It's being another sci-fi movie. It's like a... Yeah, there are like some aesthetic things kind of overlap, but... And then you like oh, you know. mean like how he adds CGI? <laughs> Can't no, believe he did it. Can't believe he did it I to THX. The des- <laughs> I thought the design of like some of the inside of whatever, wherever the hell they are, looked kind of like the inside of like a Rebel Cruiser or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can see that. That's like very superficial. Just probably whatever they had in the studio to work with. But, yeah, uh, it's yeah, really cool ideas. I agree. Not entirely a great movie. Certainly, Star Wars is better, but yeah. I like seeing him be just strange. It was like, one of the 77 movies dude. that I liked a lot, even if it wasn't very good. Yeah. It's just really cool and weird. Yeah, that was on the Criterion 70s sci-fi. One yep, of, like, one of the best collections channel. ever. Yep. Yeah. Uh, special shout out to Dark Star also. We love Dark Star on this podcast. Watch Dark Star. Oh, the, uh, yes. The John Carpenter film. Amazing. Yeah, not the Death Wallace. Star. Dark Star. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So... Opening scroll. Of course, I never did an opening scroll. He's had opening text, but... Yeah. Like I said, he likes his opening credits. He likes to make him significant, but never nothing like this. Yeah. This is a classic opening. It's know, really lovely. How often do you go back to this one? This first movie? Like, if you're, if you're ever going to watch a Star Wars one, what do you usually put on? I, it's very rare that I watch any of the Star Wars movies, even though I really like them. I probably watch... This one and number five would probably be the my first two to go to, really. Yeah. F- yeah. Episode five is my favorite. Um, yeah, pretty common I feel like favorite. because this one's like a little rougher and not as like action-packed and stuff, it's yeah. like, I don't go to it we as should, often. But We should start with the first very obvious Hidden yeah. Fortress reference, which Look. is focusing the movie on two doofuses. <laughs> yeah, two peasants. <laughs> yeah, also, we got these peasant droids. Yeah, it's just always bickering with one another. It's... I think it's Tahe and Matashishi in the Hidden Fortress. And, uh, uh, yeah, I believe that's their names. Yeah, here they it's are. It's hard to keep track of all of them. I looked them up before, but that was thirty yeah. minutes ago. You know what's cool too is I, I was you know thinking back on a lot of stuff, and there are so many elements of the Hidden Fortress in this movie, but they're not in the same order, which I find interesting. Like, yeah, no, it's not like certainly... a fistful of dollars in your Jimbo. It's yeah, it's yeah, yeah broadly, where, where it's an exact duplicate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, certainly Star Wars is a very different movie in a lot of ways. But, yeah. um, like, this scene, you know, when, you know, they're about to get boarded and stuff, it's a lot like the uh, Slave Rebellion, when um, Tahe and Matashichi yeah, break that. out. You know, because, like, there's all this shooting going on around them, it's a lot of yeah. chaos, and they're just, like, running around, like, oh my god, what do we do? <laughs> like, yeah, it's How like do we get out of here? Crazy scene that's almost unrelated to the actual characters that we're following. Yeah, exactly, because it's yeah. like, no one actually cares about all the slavery in the Yamana kingdom, pretty much. Oh, yeah, Well, I guess Princess Yuki does, but... And no one cares about uh, droid slavery in Star Wars. <laughs> yes, um, yeah, sh- shout out to L337 in uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story, who finally called out, like, I'm sentient. <laughs> like, yeah, I have this, uh, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not yet they don't. Not in a Edo period Star Wars. <laughs> And this is also like, uh, you know, in that first opening shot uh, where 
they watch a guy just like get gutted and stabbed by yeah, the, the man on horseback. Like yeah. these guys pop their head out and then just watch this guy get gunned down and they're like, uh oh. Alright. Yeah. I do think in general it's nice to to like set up this big imposing world, but know that you're not exactly gonna be following like the leaders of it. Haha, <laughs> who would wanna follow all the stuff about this big imposing world? Haha. <laughs> And there's yeah. uh, th- there's big Japanese influence number one right there with the design of Darth Vader. Yeah. V- very samurai helmet. Like, I think specifically of like the Throne of Blood helmets because they were yeah, so no, large. Definitely. <laughs> like, yeah. Like some of yeah, the most there's... former formerly. Yeah. I think a lot of actually the. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. The design for him, the design for the even the rebel troops kind of has mm. a kind of helmet that I don't think you'd see really anywhere else. Yeah, it's it's like almost a little bit like you know the kind of rice paddy helmets that you'd think of, or not helmets, yeah, but, hats that you'd think of, yeah. in just the, in like they're a weird like angular shape, and like almost mm-hmm. unnatural. Um, oh, and there's Princess Yuki. Princess, uh, is, yep, Princess Yuki. <laughs> um, what? But yeah, there's a. Uh, a lot of samurai in him. We'll also, you know, see kind of inverse of that with uh, Obi-Wan later with, you know, his robes and stuff. It's like more like samurai robes or just Japanese robes in general. Maybe even Doesn't if this... I hadn't lived in Japan, Japanese influence would have still been like really my thing because of how much it influenced Star Wars. Yeah, it's possible. It's like it that was inevitable. the part where the guy uh, says it, right? Mm-hmm. I would have been like, oh, I wonder if there's a movie called that. Okay. <laughs> I will say, the edition on Disney Plus does look very good. Even if it doesn't look correct, it looks good. It just looks yeah. extremely clean. It's like 4K. There's, it like... Pros and cons. These new editions, when you look at, like, the way it used to look, though, you'll see a lot of, like, weird stuff with the colors. Like, it gets, like, a lot bluer or darker yeah, in weird like ways like there's so much issues. weird stuff with all this i mean you can look it up there's been so many different versions of these movies yeah really like appreciate the fans that put the work into trying to replicate what they were like when they were first released because that's the way yeah. i like to watch them i think yeah, it's, it's a lovely. crime that we can't see that like that <laughs> yeah the fact that you don't have the option outside of like doing this on your own yeah it sucks to, it out. that someone is dictating that but yeah you know, it's not on movie. The but... Disney Corporation. But, oh well. Yeah, you don't get any of the effects of, like, film stock like you would. Even in, like, you know, in Dursu's a lot. You see the film stock kind of constantly yeah, present. Yeah, where you see the film stock, like, ripping in the projector. Yeah. <laughs> now, now that here, this is the clean, Disney-fied, uh, smooth version. But it, does, it looks nice. Yeah. It is still the Star Wars world, so there's still dirt on everything. Like, yeah, kind of this yeah. weird, nitty-gritty feature. Yeah, according to Rogue One, I just saw your ship leave like ten minutes ago from the huge battle. I know you weren't. <laughs> like, the planet you're, you're going really to is anyone. nowhere near Tatooine. <laughs> Does Darth Vader have an analog in a any Kurosawa film, despite the fact that he looks uh, like a samurai? Or a warrior? Well, I think, you know, um, Susumu Fujita's character 
in in the yeah. Hidden Fortress is like I the say, most yeah. like Darth Vader that we get, but it, it kind of goes through like Darth Vader's full arc over three movies in that one movie yeah, yeah, because no, he turns I, good. Like, I think that's wild though. He's yeah. like a direct servant of the Imperial Empire, uh, but he like you know has a change of heart. He's the most like respected soldier in that area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like he will be, um, you know, he, like he will betray a man who hurts him because yeah. In that in the Hidden Fortress, he gets his face all cut up, and it's and that's exactly like Darth Vader when his helmet finally gets removed because you see all yeah. the scars on his head. I think and that's then, actually a very um, good person. Cool. And then, um, you know, he like he will change sides briefly, and in the Hidden Fortress, he lives. But spoiler for yeah, Return of the Jedi, I guess that <laughs> Vader does. Hey, listener, if you haven't seen uh, episodes five and six, you're on a watch list. <laughs> If you've seen Song of the Horse and haven't seen Return of the Jedi, you need to rethink your priorities. I disagree with that statement. <laughs> God, I love the interplay between these two doofuses. Yeah, because, I mean, again, in the Hidden Fortress, they do split up. You know, they're kind of yeah. wandering, and they're like, oh, you know, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, basically the exact same argument. Like, really, that that is almost directly cribbed from the film. Yeah. Goes, so now you go that way. Now you're going to die. Whatever. Yeah. And leave. It would be like that if they had already had the gold, which they don't, because uh, it, it's weird. Like, that's one of the differences. Like, there is a MacGuffin, you know, in both in the Hidden Fortress, it's the Akazuki gold and the sticks. In this, yeah. it's the Death Star plans. But, like, and they're and both of them are trying to get to the Hidden Fortress. But one of them, like, in this movie, they're looking for the Death Star plans. They're trying to hunt them down. Whereas in the Hidden Fortress, they're just trying to hunt those people no matter what. And the fact that yeah, there's all that gold is kind of incidental. Yeah, it's still similar, though. It's similar, it's similar. It's just not exactly the same. Yeah. It's just it's just enough to skirt copyright. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they won't get uh, sued by Kurosawa. Does Kurosawa ever acknowledge the influence? You not, know what I found recently? I found pictures yeah. of Kurosawa on the Empire Strikes Back um, set. Really? Of uh, him, not, well, not the set, but like in the effects area. Yeah. Uh, of the Hoth stuff. So Kur- pictures huh. of Kurosawa and Lucas with snow speeders and ATATs, which is that's a- so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a very cool. I had no idea this existed. Yeah, no, Kurosawa and Lucas really do come to know each other. We'll talk about it more on the Kage Musha podcast, but oh, okay. I believe in nineteen ninety Kurosawa and and Spiel or Lucas and Spielberg presented Kurosawa with the honorary award at the Oscars that year. That's nice. We got um, the wipes. The wipes are actually oh, yep. the wipes. classic influence. God bless the wipes. They even keep them in the new ones. One of the only things they keep. I don't... You know what? The wipe is so weird. It's like, I don't... I want to try and track down when the wipe went out of style. But also, it's like, whenever it happens in any Star Wars thing, even as new as, like, this year, yeah. it's like a wipe happens and it feels totally natural. It's great. Like, it's a great it transition. Just, it feels so good when a, when a wipe happens in Star Wars, but like yeah. if a wipe happened in any other movie, we'd be like, "Why are they doing a wipe?" That'd it's be so insane. Weird. It's like they took would, uh... ownership of this technique. Yeah, it fits the movie beautifully. I love it every time. <laughs> My favorite wipes is uh, in Episode Five when they lift up someone. I think it's in Episode Five. They lift up someone and it lifts up the screen with it. Yeah, <laughs> the wipe is hilarious. Dude, they started getting crazy with wipes in Episode Three. They started like. It started just becoming, like, Windows Movie Maker. It would be, like, yeah, kind of... eight rectangles all of a sudden <laughs> that, like, open up in the middle of the screen. <laughs> it's like... 
It's, it's like bro, funny it, when they're in a major like motion picture. Like wind, it, it looks like he's turning like shades. Yeah. They should do the uh, thing where the screen becomes a cube and then rotates. <laughs> <laughs> it just shatters in like a glass shattering sound. Yeah. <laughs> Reincorporates itself. Done. In the new special edition. Give him time. And now here is uh, Madashichi or Tahe being captured. Yep. However, you know, again, another difference in Star in the Hidden Fortress, they're being captured by the Yamana clan. It's like always the same enemy. Here, they're being captured by a third party and just yeah, you know, being taken prisoner. So it's like that's where it's like things are out of order because yeah, they were taken to a slave camp and then there was the whole slave rebellion. But now we kind of got the slave rebellion first, and then now they're being taken to a slave camp. Yeah, I just feel like still it follows this idea of like these characters exploring worlds that have their own governments and problems that aren't exactly related to like you know the peasants or the droids themselves, even if they're part of it. Yeah, until the prequels so, happen, like, they, and then yeah. these droids have actually been everywhere and done everything. Yeah. <laughs> I love the prequels, by the way. Not very good movies, but I love. Yeah. Um. Oh man. I love design, the production design for this film. Oh, me too. I love everything. I know that's famously the thing, but still, it's Mm -hmm. amazing. I think there should be subtitles in that guy. (laughs) Good old R5, where they did that comic where he was actually a Force-sensitive droid. (laughs) It was like a what-if. It wasn't actually... People were like, oh, that's one of the reasons that the old EU sucked, and it's like, no, dude. No, you can explore whatever you want. It was a joke. Yeah, it was funny. Some of these Star Wars comics I love because they have like they'll have kiddier like kitty ones sometimes at the back mm-hmm. that it's like this isn't real. It's just like a cute little comic. And there's yeah. one in uh, the my trade paperback of uh, the Darth Vader Dark Lord of the Sith series, uh, the first trade paperback of that, uh, mm-hmm. where it's Darth Vader keeps killing his officers and there's a little mouse <laughs> droid that has to keep like dragging the bodies away and cleaning everything up and that's funny, eventually yeah. like it's like darth vader executes like three people in one day and then he sits down and he's like you know you're the only one that hasn't bothered me today <laughs> and then the mouse droid gets really happy and he accidentally slams into darth vader's foot and he's like until now <laughs> he kills it oh my god <laughs> he destroys it ah, super funny cgi yeah, we got the awful Dubacks. Though, I do love Dubacks. I like their design. I just Dubacks like, are awesome. Yeah. But like, it's a shame. Oh, that's just not like a rubber doll. Good though. No, it looks like shit. Oh, I haven't seen that in solo. Yep. It could just be dudes. They didn't need this. Truly, just guys being dudes riding Dubacks in the desert dudes with my being homie. Dubacks. This is also kind of like the peasant thing. The droids are caught with all the other peasants of the Star Wars universe, which I cannot stress enough are droids. <laughs> um. We are droids. Yeah. I wonder where the idea like, of a see-through building like whenever comes one from. of them sat down in that hole that Toshiro Mifune kept making them dig, yeah. and they'd be like, get up! <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. Them. We gotta <laughs> keep ourselves together. I do love their dynamic. It's great.
It's a foreign language, I, much like. I always look up what Jawas look like underneath their hoods, and I always forget. <laughs> Are you allowed to know? If that was. It's weird. It's like it's I, like it's all black and mangled. I disagree with there being a canon version of that. There shouldn't be. Yeah, it's like the Nazgul. It it's like if you took off their hood, I just yeah. feel like they would just evaporate. I think in Knights of the Old Republic, you can ask them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're actually like rat-like and ugly." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, well, that explains it." I'd love it if they were like really beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's why they have to have those. On. It's like the Twilight so Zone episode, where, like, in the galaxy. The Twilight Zone episode where being beautiful was actually being ugly. <laughs> yeah. That's like Jawa culture. <laughs> He's so symmetrical. I hate him. Oh, here he is, Luke. Luke is like there's not really an equivalent for Luke in the Hidden Fortress. Well, I was thinking about this. Uh, Mordecora is what's his name? Who? Tashira Mifune. If you, like, split him into two people, it would be, like, Luke and Ben, right? Kind of. I suppose, but, like, Toshiro Mifune, is all, you know he's a warrior. This guy, this kid's just a farmer. He's actually, probably the closest equivalent that you could make to him is uh, Katsushiro from Seven Samurai. Interesting. You know, yeah, like, the, the, the young samurai yeah, 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 yeah. that becomes um, uh, Takashi Shimura's yeah. apprentice. He starts following a ronin, uh, Obi-Wan Yeah. And he, he's horny for a girl who would who in this movie will turn yeah. out to be his sister in two movies. <laughs> but because like we'll we'll get to the hologram really scene later. We'll, yeah. we'll get to the hologram scene later, but he will be like, Oh my gosh, she's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Look, he's very polite. <laughs> Come on, man, don't you know you used to own me? <laughs> you don't know I'm like blood related to this family. Uh, classic. Uh, classic twink Mark Hamill. <laughs> I've met Mark Hamill. Boy, I love him. Yeah. We have some great photos of Mark Hamill. I got to take the most incredible photo of Mark Hamill ever. Uh. Where we got we got to make him do the uh, the circle game from Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> and like, all of us freaked out. Hey, grab, hey, grab my friend. And he said, am I going to get in trouble for this? <laughs> I'm like, no, but <laughs> he could have been. If he held it over his head, he might have. <laughs> yeah, if that photo was more widely circulated, he could get in trouble for it. was not the intention. <laughs> Can you imagine? I, 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 make, I make Star Wars my whole life. Luke is, like, my favorite character in, like, any story ever told. And then yeah, and I Mark accidentally Hamill ruined Mark death, Hamill's though. career. <laughs> <laughs> Love his performance in this movie. Just so gay. <laughs> He's not supposed to be, but... He's not supposed to not be either. It's just. Oh. You know, Mark Hamill also is, or, you know, like they all have these kinds of robes that are more Eastern, not just the Jedi robes, but that is one of the most formally like Japanese looks. Yeah. But they all yeah, have like, like non-Western and. Or yeah, they save that for, like, when we see Han Solo when he's in the vest and stuff. Like, he has a yeah, much yeah. more Western feel to him. And it really yeah, is, like, East that... and West coming together in this movie. Yeah, kind of like that. The guy in Centurus who got it, too. <laughs> Maybe even one. Uh, uh, yeah, obvious influence. Yeah. I believe um, you can see on the Criterion channel or on the Hidden Fortress Blu-ray, they have an interview with Lucas. Um, oh, and he talked. I think he listed his four favorite uh, Kurosawa movies as Seven Samurai, Yojimbo, Ikiru, and The Hidden Fortress. 
Uh, basic uh, ass taste. Yeah, basic taste. <laughs> basic taste that I totally agree with. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, wow. He only, my favorite, he only my favorite chose some of the best the movies best ever. Yeah. <laughs> my top five what movies you... are whatever the top five uh, movies of all time are. <laughs> my top 100 favorite movies are the IMDb top 100. <laughs> At any given time. Yeah, it's I'm a, you know, I'm growing. It's an alternating list. I do like that the movie takes the side of the rebellion. It like haven't some people said that it's basically either the Viet Cong, the Viet Cong. It's a, they're especially the Viet Cong when we get to Return of the Jedi because it's ah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. the Ewoks in the forest and stuff. Yeah, that's not long. It's like within a decade after the war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, uh, oh, you know, the sister. the Empire did nothing wrong, and it's like. How can you make that argument? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like in the expanded universe, the old, at least the old one, there is like a major galactic invasion that takes place a couple years after all the war between the rebellion and the empire happens. And apparently, one of the reasons that Palpatine wanted the Death Star was to fight something like that. And everyone's like, Oh, see, that makes the rebels the villains, and it's like no, because they no. still used it on their own people. Even if yeah, they, yeah. even if the intention was good for making the Death Star, <laughs> even if it was good, <laughs> it's still bad, and they still killed billions of people. Do people not realize that all empire is inherently coercive and uh, evil? <laughs> That's why they named it that. Empire is not a good word. Speaking of Empire, I don't know if we ever get to see the uh, Imperial Crest, but the Imperial Crest in Star Wars is actually very similar to the Yamana cl- cr- uh, clan crest really? in the Hidden Fortress. It's very, that. very similar, actually. It's a circle, and it has like, another circle in it with these other spokes. Yeah, I don't no, know the I best way of describing it, but there, I looked I it up the, again. I know what the Imperial one looks like. I just don't know what the Yamana one looks like. It's, it like it, it's, it's close. Nice. Take my word for it. Yeah, I believe but, it. Yeah, because, I mean, the Yamana clan is obviously the Empire, and then the Akazuki clan is obviously the Rebel Alliance. Yeah. They <laughs> melted down all the Akazuki gold and turned it into C-3PO. <laughs> He's the, the thing they're trying to transport? They're just a humble... Some joke about rice farmers. <laughs> Sorry, no, water farmers. Water farmers. Love it. Genius. Yeah. This is cool. I don't like you either. <laughs> oh, this is the, the blue titty milk from episode <laughs> eight. Nah, it's blue in this one. It was green in that one. It's oh, even geez. more gross. I guess I can't say they never had gross food. Oh, no, they, they've always have. <laughs> always has been. Sorry, speaking of speaking of episode eight though, big Rashomon effect going on there. That is like a huge yeah. movie that is obviously about Rashomon because they yeah, have the three different a... retellings of the awful backstory of mm-hmm. Luke and <laughs> Kylo Ren. That it's like, why are any of them lying? <laughs> like, yeah, there, there was zero reason to lie about this. Ryan Johnson in classic fashion makes a worse version of <laughs> and better could stop. <laughs> 
I think those new peasants are going to work out fine. <laughs> uh, Uncle Owen, I got two great slaves. <laughs> That's true. It's not even, like, I remember, questioned. I remember someone pointing out that episode one, The Phantom Menace, is, like, just a story of Qui-Gon Jinn acquiring more slaves. <laughs> yeah, I think I think in Trap of Trap House they talk about that. <laughs> they keep talking about it with Slave Trader. Well, it's like the first uh, Jar Jar winds up with like a life debt to him, so he's like essentially yeah. takes him as his slave. Yep. And he's like, because he's like, yeah, his life belongs to me now. Yep. Now it's I need like, a, boy slave, to your a, a robot slave. And then he, well, and then they find Anakin, and they're like, oh look, a slave. I'm gonna win him. Yeah. And now he's mine, and I'm taking him back shame to Coruscant. If, uh, I was in control of him. Oh, here we go, baby. The greatest music ever composed by the greatest wow. composer in the world. This is that scene in Dursley was a lot with the sun and the moon. Yeah, actually. Yeah, like, honestly, it looks very similar. Though I do know, listener, that they are two sons. I'm not dumb. Yeah, actually, speaking of Dersu, Dersu is a lot. Dersu Uzala, the character, is a lot like Yoda in a lot yes. of ways. The actually, way he yeah, talks. Shockingly. Yeah, like, yeah. the way he talks, it's, like, broken, it's not quite correct, but he says stuff that's really wise. He lives yeah. in the woods or, like, the swampish area. Yeah, I see that, absolutely. Also, like... he got an advanced screener, too. Also, like, you know, Hoth, uh, with, like, moving through all the snow and stuff when Luke is alone, and that's a lot, like, when they're on the frozen lake. Yeah. That's that lot. It's, like, hard to say if Dersu Zala, where it was released, I mean, five years earlier than, than Empire Strikes Back, but it's hard to... I mean, someone being lost in the snow is not a new thing. Yeah, but what about a little? What about a little guy that you find? Any <laughs> helps you out? It's yeah, found good, a guy. Pretty good concept. Yeah. <laughs> Do they edit this for the specialized edition? No, I think it was always like this. Good. Do love all little devices that are just like. A lampshade put on a box. <laughs> Meant to look futuristic. Yeah, they're like, we got this new robot, but he's just like a hamburger. <laughs> we got those J.J. Abrams lens flares and see through. I'm always impressed in these older movies that you don't see the reflection of the camera in C-3PO ever. Yeah, I mean, it's, I never thought about how that. How annoying but... to make a character that is just a walking mirror. Yeah. <laughs> like... Look, they went the distance. They they committed. Yeah, maybe, maybe part of it would be oh, that's shooting Bonchuel, with longer lenses. Uh, reference. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, like I mean, they're probably a lot of times shooting C three PO from like uh, like with a longer lens and stuff. Like Kurosawa always like to do. There's a lot of shots oh, yeah. in this movie that are like obviously several hundred lens. millimeter lenses because everything yeah, yeah. is so blurry behind them which is like not really something they do a whole lot in the other ones especially once they go digital yeah i wonder how much like his actual technique was inspired i don't know Luke, lucas like as a filmmaker it's like he's not the best director <laughs> like he's well, such yeah. a great visionary he's even... but he's like when he comes to like working with actors and things like he is a lot of times in this movie especially the camera's very stationary it's just kind of yeah there but this... it looks great i mean the movie's gorgeous the but... director for this one or no he directs this one and all the prequels 
But he doesn't okay. direct four and five or five and six. I, I know he doesn't direct five and six. I wasn't sure if he also wasn't wasn't sure if it was like, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas where yeah, Tim well, Burton he, isn't he, actually the I director. I would say that he doesn't direct the other ones, but he's, he's just not yeah, the credit. Because he like he yeah. def he directs a lot of the like effects. And sense. he's always there. He's always dictating things about yeah, the world well, and stuff. Probably still like executive something. <laughs> yeah, he he was there all the time. He just didn't want to actually like work with actors. Like there's tons of stories from them about like how unhelpful he was. Yeah, well you've seen interviews where he's just a fucking dope. <laughs> Can't talk to anyone. I love jo poor George Lucas. Oh, honestly. He's one of my favorite humans on earth, but I would not want to be an actor <laughs> working for him. It's like the hate that he got for the prequels is so sad. At the same time, yeah. They're not great movies. Like, he didn't do a great job, and yeah. his job is to do a great job, but it's, like, the world that he creates. His, he's such a good story creator. He's just not the best storyteller, I think, would be yeah, the Yeah, He's kind of like Frank Herbert, where the world is oh, amazing. Oh, God, but... I have this other weird sound effect for the crate Dragon instead. That's not awful. <laughs> it sounds so bad. It just sounds like a dude yelling. That's not what a yeah. dragon sounds like. <laughs> oh, yeah, isn't he supposed to be, <laughs> like, a... You imagine watching, like... Any mid medieval movie where the dragon and instead yeah, of like just, a roar, ah! it's like a scream, like a human scream. This mysterious figure. Now there's a new found a guy. Found a guy in the desert. Guy found me. Hello. <laughs> so, so funny that I'll get I hated this movie until he died. I have heard that Lucas wanted Toshiro Mifune for Obi Wan. <gasps> What? Could you imagine oh my God, how that would crazy? Be <laughs> Someone should do a deep fake to put Otoshiro Mafune on Alec Guinness just to yeah, see what oh that God. would look like. It's amazing. He would look. I'm mean, gonna be this old, but he'd be pretty similarly old. I'm. I'm kind of glad he didn't because I love Alec Guinness as Obi Wan. Oh yeah. And also, it would just like. I don't know if you know Otoshiro Mafune would have been able to pull off the English. As well, yeah, it would have been hard. We Red we Sun. have seen him do English, you know, performing. Like we saw Red Sun a long time ago. That movie wasn't very good, but, uh, but it was cool to see him against. Uh, was it Charles Bronson? Yeah, I think so. And the star of Late yeah. Samurai. Uh, I mean, he like you know, Alan Dinwan or whatever. Yeah, yeah. God, his yeah. name was escaping me. I had to plug my phone in to make sure it doesn't <laughs> I die. Think while your we letterbox record. was like, Mufune said, "Bitch." <laughs> <laughs> It's so cool. God, the the fact that all I can all I want to think about now is Mifune as Obi Wan. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. It was something like, like I the beard. like was looking at the wiki and stuff, and so it's like yeah. you never know. It's probably for a sure. very early idea that he never wanted. Like he probably mentioned it or something. But... Well, I think he was like approached about it, but didn't want to do it because it, oh yeah, obviously like, Mifune would never do it. <laughs> like would cheapen the image of the samurai or something. Yeah. No. No. But it was never because yeah, like, originally, cool. I mean, certain concepts for the samur for the Jedi and stuff, they were much more samurai like than they even are now. Like they yeah. had top I mean, knots. It's pretty obvious, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it would Instead be really weird to see Alec Guinness with top knot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they they're just so obviously samurai. <laughs> even even with yeah, much less those than robes. Kind of, yeah, uh, the first of many lost hands. Yeah. Oh, oh no! It's this one. It's like, oh, the crap, wonderful it's wife. Is this the wife where they lift him up and then? Oh, uh, yes, it is. I think it is. Yeah. Oh, man. I think they might do that more than once in the series. 
It's probably ah, oh, it's yes! so good. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like stand-up comedy in the editing. <laughs> They're like we got it synced up perfectly with C three PO's like belly circle. So it doesn't actually move at all in the camera, but they just <laughs> maybe they just couldn't get him up, so they like <laughs> just yeah, yeah. The lower down is just a human body. They gave him the Mufune beard. I don't think Alec Guinness has a beard in most things. Usually clean shaven. Right? I certainly clean shaven a lot in other movies. Yeah. You know something I'm surprised about in Kurosawa, all of Kurosawa's samurai movies is like there isn't one that has like a holy sword or something. Yeah, he's not really into objects. You kind of... Yeah, it's like, like, oh, here, Last Jedi would have you think otherwise, but Anakin's lightsaber is so important. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is my father's lightsaber. Like, this, like, means so much. And yeah. then, like, Lucas certainly Kurosawa never with, like, really did that with, like, oh, this was so-and-so's sword or something. Yeah, the only one I can even think of at all is Toshiro Mifune in Seven Samurai has just a big sword. It's kind of a joke. Sword. <laughs> Rules, though. Yeah, well, certainly that Lucas is, like... This is supposed to be a samurai sword, the lightsaber. I'm sure much has been written on that. <laughs> it's a weapon you can't touch from basically any angle. Ah, uh, the I here's I named some, Dark of, some of Obi Wan's many lies. <laughs> He's just describing the plot of uh, episode three. But like, kind of, in, of. A figurative, in a figurative sense. <laughs> the force, otherwise known as years of training and discipline. <laughs> you wouldn't get it. You had to be born force sensitive, which you which you were. But yeah, which according to Ryan Johnson you were, and according to J.J. Abrams you were. <laughs> and that goes for anyone. seem to have found it by doing nothing. Help me, Makabe Rokurota. Yeah. But yeah, that further cements my theory that Makabe Rokurota is kind of a few of these characters. Yeah, no, certainly. This is uh, the peasants telling them their plan, how to save the day he's like oh that's such a good idea <laughs> why didn't I think of that wait it's so simple why don't we just give him the plants <laughs> and Fortress is like oh we could just go around the problem god the film looks so good Alderaan. Don't worry, he's not Alderaan. going to Alderaan. The uh, <laughs> don't, Azuki you clan. Don't, good thing I'm you never want to go to Alderaan, clan. Luke, because uh, yeah, we're going to get yeah, the what chance. If he, what if he immediately was like, oh yeah, okay, and then he goes and then he dies. Yo, uh, for the listeners, I have a special connection to Alderaan because... Oh yeah. Uh, 
I met Carrie Fisher a couple months before she passed away, and I had her sign a poster, a travel poster of Alderaan, uh, but it was just rubble in space. Yeah, depicting Alderaan exploding. I don't even think she noticed what, it, what I was yeah, having no, her sign, fine. but it was... It's I was like, I can't believe I just got her to do this. It's such a powerful object. Yeah, it's cursed. Wipe. Welcome to Yamana. Oh, here we are. Yeah. Big moment in the scene, fellas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They have that classic bad haircut. I can't believe we're on Star Wars C-SPAN. <laughs> Parliamentary procedure. Yeah, oh, I love Peter Cushing so much. He's amazing. I was watching the old Dracula films. He's so good in them. He is so cool. I love that he and Christopher Lee are both in Star Wars, but it sucks that we can never see them. Yeah. Like, because their characters are from two totally different times. Yeah. It wouldn't make sense. <clears throat> this all went over my head as a kid. Yeah, and then you made a whole movie out of it. <laughs> yeah, made a whole prequel trilogy out of it. Uh, oh, he's going to say it. He's going to say it. Here it comes. Oh, oh, he oh there it. it is. They cut it off. Literally have this character say, find but the rebel's hidden, hidden fortress. For Amazing. Lucas wasn't even trying to be subtle with his influence. Yeah, He's like, the Hidden Fortress only influenced me really just because of the C-3PO R2 characters. Everything else is kind of a coincidence. And then he name drops the Hidden Fortress in yeah, his yeah. movie. Yeah, of course. Screaming at you, begging you, laughing in our faces about how much the Hidden Fortress inspired it. He's he's trying to Jedi mind trick us into yeah. thinking Pay no that he came up with to that. the samurai Jedi. <laughs> to the literal samurai in the room. The only thing Akira Kurosawa inspired all is having two buffoons. <laughs> Imagine him saying that if Toshiro Mifune did the film. <laughs> Anything else is pure coincidence. Maybe that's why he couldn't hire him. He was like, this man will just call out everything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, only, only Yamana. Honestly, so the Yamana troops are as accurate as the stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah, they, they can't fill the same role. Anything. A huge army that can never do any damage to the characters. Save like one bullet once. Fun fact: mm. as a kid, I did not notice what happened in this next scene. It took me maybe like eight what? viewings to. I didn't. Like I couldn't tell what I, I couldn't tell what I was looking at. Sure, we, we were watching it on VHSs back in the day. Yeah, we were I was at like, the tail end of that. Oh, I didn't know those three pixels were a dead one. <laughs> Hottest couple in Star Wars. I like, uh, you know, I assumed like his house was ransacked, but I like never knew if they were killed or like taken prisoner. Uh, just because you know, I can't believe bag. they were taken prisoner and someone left these two skeletons here. 
It's subtle. Yeah, and, and again, this is just like the Hidden Fortress, but like in a different way, but when they leave the the actual Hidden Fortress to go make their way through the Amana territory, uh, they do look, yeah, they back look back to the yeah, area yeah. where uh, Takashi Shimura's character was, and they just see it in flames. Yeah, it starts the journey. But that it's like, again, that's like the kind of thing where it's like, oh, there's a very similar scene, but it's totally different. Like, it has a totally different yeah. application in the overall like, world of the film. It does feel less than, more significant than, like, coincidence. Yeah, it's it's a weird middle ground. Hey, Dad. <laughs> Dad, why are you torturing me? It's manipulative AF. Dad, this relationship is toxic. We need to so cancel is whatever's that in that, and hold him accountable. So is whatever's in that needle. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, this is uh, forcing the uh, <laughs> forcing the anti-vaxxers to take the COVID vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> why isn't that robot administering COVID vaccines to everyone? With the same amount of consent as this. I love this, this shot where it just the camera goes down for no reason and like looks back up to follow this dude's feet. Yeah, seemingly, the cameraman was shocked by the fact that the door closed. He was like, whoa! <laughs> It's also so weird. It's like so. It's it's very understated that they're just like burning these Jawas. Yeah. Huh. I did know that, but I forgot about it. Yeah. (laughs) Just ceremonial, ceremonial toss. I mean, to be fair, they did just sell those droids into slavery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Literally, what else would Luke do? He's homeless. Obi-Wan, I've been conveniently orphaned. Let's go. Just like you planned. Always has been. Oh, I love this music sting. Oh, uh, yeah. City. They're so far away. <laughs> no. Why they have to look at it? Just go. <laughs> yeah, all right, let's get uh, Literally, he would have oh, to say, no. all right, we have to pull over here and get out. Oh, no, here there's going to be a bunch of CGI now. Yeah. There's the Womp Rats. They looked awful. Weird. That's weird that there's like a Rebel Alliance uh, cruiser behind them. Strange. Cruisers. And there's uh, Dash Rendar's Outrider in the background, a little cameo. Which is cool. For all you Star Wars fans. That giant thing, which is also That happened to my buddy Eric. I like how they just fill the screen with bullshit. Oh, here's uh, the one. You mean like that, yeah. where it's literally filling the screen? That was so is unnecessary. It, it It is insane they chose to do that. Oh, and, and here we are at the scene uh, where Toshiro Mifune breaks open the stick and shows the Amana people gold. Yeah. And he, like, tricks his way into getting through, which is also, coincidentally, the entire movie of The Men Who Tread on the Tiger's Tail. Yeah, that seems insane. It's about as shocking as this. Yeah, where he just, like, essentially Karens his way into the Yamana clan. Yeah. Let's <laughs> give me a Battlefront 2 Mos I was about Lee to say that fight. with the yeah. giant thing in there. I was yeah, like, I this is climb. literally, like, if one thing... Oh, this is the shot that um, they had the guy in the pink shorts shoot. And this is the exact angle where the guy with the pink shorts is uh, doing the boom pull. <laughs> That's a famous behind-the-scenes shot, but... Yeah, no, Battlefront 2, 2005, favorite video game of all time. Uh, yep. Love the Moss Eisley map. 
fighting heroes versus that, villains. It's so good. I think it's called Assault or whatever it is. Yeah. And now we're going to go into the cantina, which is a little bit like when, when they're in the Yamana territory and yeah, they're at, at that uh, brothel. Place. Yeah, yeah. And they even pick up a guy. <laughs> yeah, Harrison Ford's kind of like a... Prostitute. Harrison Ford's like that nameless farmer woman if <laughs> she actually did anything. Yeah. Like, if she was important to the plot, which she isn't. Yeah. It's so fun. So they just, like, how much time and effort went into just having the place be full of stuff? Not enough. <laughs> Kidding, it's so good. Yeah. Every single one of these characters has detailed backstories that I know. <laughs> yeah, well, that all came after. But even then, like... I know. <laughs> making a movie where they have all this shit. That's why it made a difference. That's why it became a thing. God, What's I wish the name of this uh, music again? Uh, I can't, can't <laughs> say that on television. <laughs> this one for only the, for the listeners who know. It sounds like jazz. Yeah. <laughs> Here we have so a that character's backstory is that uh, in the Clone Wars, uh, his parents were killed by battle droids. So that's why he doesn't like droids. Oh. <laughs> it's like it's so dumb that they did that, but also I love it. Yeah. So, I mean, all we know about is that he's racist, so. So here we're actually going to get some Yojimbo um, influence directly, because yeah. this is a lot like the scene where Toshiro Mifune makes himself known in the town. Yeah, Because yeah. here, what's the guy going to say in a second? About his death sentence. Because um, in, in Yojimbo, the guy's like, hey, like... I'm a tough gambler. The whole government's looking out for me. If I if I get found, they'll crucify me. Like <laughs> I'll be murdered. And now Dr. Avazan and Panda Baba are gonna stir shit. Yep. I don't like you either. <laughs> and then uh it's gonna end the same way for both yep. of those characters in both of those movies, because they're about to lose something. Yeah. Literally the only thing. Like, in Yojimbo, he fights, like, a Jedi in that. He can just fucking kill anyone instantly. Yeah. But he also makes... He likes to make a statement by going for the arm. Yep. Arm number two of this movie. Always causing a scene. Yeah, the arm, yeah. which always looked hollow to me. It, it is totally hollow. It's like, the guy has no... The guy, yeah, just a, The guy has no bones. I do love that in Yojimbo, too. Like, whenever anything gets, de like, cut off, it's so stiff. Like, yeah. It looks like a. It looks like you can just like bite it. It's like a cake. It's like an arm cake. <laughs> Wait, it's it's all cake. Always has been. I love that guy smoking. What a vibe! Oh, that's a good wipe where it follows them walking off screen. And another do back roar for good effect. I don't remember that shot being there. Uh beautiful jazz. Oh, that kind of looks like um. This one instrument, but does matter. <laughs> Looks like a Chinese mouth organ, but. Who's the Kurosawa equivalent of Chewbacca? The uh, really tall guy in your gym. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rashomon. He even, he even sounds like him. 
Yeah, that guy could totally rip people's arms out, so I believe it. Yeah, that guy could totally play Chewbacca. <laughs> I wonder who... What's Harrison Ford? What's his deal? In relation to Kurosawa? Anything? Um... Not too much, honestly. It's like, that's the thing. It's like, there's more characters in Star yeah, Wars yeah. than there are in the Hidden Fortress in terms of, like, their main party of people. Yeah, I'm trying to see if we can get anything. It's kind of yeah. like a guide. The one thing is uh, also a Yojimbo thing, because the offer that they're going to make Han Solo here is that, like, they'll give him some money up front and some money when the job is done, which is the same offer they give Sanjiro in Yojimbo, where they say, like, We'll give you yeah. 25 Rio now, and then 25 Rio when the other gang is dead. So it's like the same kind of offer. Yeah, he's kind of... other than that, I'm not totally sure if, I, if there's anything direct, because he is a more Western character. Yeah, he's meant he's to be more like, like a Sanjuro figure, which, who is also a Western archetype. Yeah, th this is a movie with two different Sanjuros. Yeah. And then Luke is the Sanjuro, like the unformed character. Yeah. <laughs> the guy literally made out of Luke dough. Luke really is Sanjuro. So funny, he was a carpenter. Yeah. Looks so good, too. He's so hot. Oh, get ready. <laughs> Let me know if during this scene there's a uh, specific shot that stands out to you and not the one that you're thinking. <laughs> if there's something new. I'm keeping my fucking eyes peeled. It's so weird. Sorry, my eyes death gripped on what's no, going to no, happen. No, that's all good. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this is the McClunky edit. It's it's McClunky, all right. It's <laughs> what happens there. I get like. Obviously, Hunter's first. They pretend that Greedo misses at point blank, but it just like looks fucking weird. It's it look it's terrible. It looks terrible, yeah. but it's like apparently adding that weird close up of Greedo saying McClunky was like George Lucas's last change to Star <laughs> before Wars he before he sold it. <laughs> and so when they finally were ready to put it out, like this new version, like or like when they were finally ready to put it on Disney Plus, they had this new version. And it was like, well, this is like the one that we were sold, technically. So they put it yeah, on. Yeah. That's super funny. I, I remember when Disney Plus start, like when it first came out. And like, that was all I saw was people talking about, what is this? Wait like, a minute. They, they did it again. It was like one more time. It was like an encore. Like one more time. We're going to change the Greedo scene just a little bit. Just, just to make sure. At, at the end of... Uh, the second season of the Mandalorian, there is a character that says McClunky, and it's a joke. It's like they know it's it's only existed for like a year and or two years, I guess now. And yeah, of course, it's it's like already they're like making fun of themselves for doing that.
Speaking of Mandalorian, there is a... I like uh, Um, Chapter 4, the uh, Sanctuary from Season 1 is literally Seven Samurai. It oh. is a, a direct Seven Samurai episode. And like, this is, uh, to the point yeah. where they're even sh- getting all the villagers armed with spears made out of long sticks. Nice. Like, training them to fight against a group of bandits that keeps taking all their food. Yeah, it's like, it sounds, this like, is Seven Samurai. Self-consciously, yeah. This is yeah. Uh, Takashi Shimura, right? Was the guy he originally had to play? <laughs> uh, sorry, Takashi, I, I love uh, you. And this Boba Fett, like, only in this version of the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's weird. Just floating in there. Yeah, well, it's like, yeah, this whole scene was again. not in the first cut, and it's really useless. Like, it doesn't... It's literally everything that Greedo just said. <laughs> Is there ever a puppet Jabba in Episode Four? any edition of this movie? Not a puppet one. No, because it was originally a guy. It was, like, a dude in, like, a big yeah, fur yeah. coat. Yeah, yeah. Who, like, looks and like... it looks really who, fun. He, looked, he was, like, in the background of the first shot. He steps on his tail. Stupid fucking... Yeah, well, because the guy, they, they make Harrison yeah, Ford, really like, awkwardly a, shoot a up, because originally it was just a dude, so there was nothing to step on. Yeah. Oh, I love Jabba. Pedro Pascal in the background. <laughs> um, also, chapter 13 of Mandalorian uh, has a lot of Yojimbo in it. A lot of, like, visually Yojimbo. There's a lot of, like, wind and fog... Kind of like the nice. end yeah, battle. Yeah, yeah. It's like the whole episode is like that. Nice. That's cool. And that's because that's a looks like Jedi a episode. So. The original Jabba. The big oh. guy in a coat. Fourth wall break. Hello. Well. Boba Fett just looked into your eyes. How do you feel? I couldn't tell. This is actually a reference to the Muppets. No, this is actually a reference to Lego Star Wars, the complete saga. <laughs> Where that guy is, like, significantly more important. He's like a whole huge boss, and he just keeps calling guys. He goes, wah, 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 wah. King. Love him. Get flamed. Is the equivalent of calling a horse ugly? <laughs> and this one's nice. The only shot they're in. Huh. Hitting Chewbacca's head. I do love that design for the Sand Troopers with the uh, orange thing on their shoulders. Yeah, it's nice. It's like nice really touch. cool. For, I don't know why I find it so in, like visually appealing, but I do. It's interesting that they're the first. And like the, the proton saying, yeah. packs on their back. I always found that edit weird. It's like they cut... There's like a little bit of an explosion and then they cut away to it and then they cut back to the explosion at like the exact place it was just at. Yeah, there's like, a lot of little things like that for seemingly no reason. I don't know. I, I've never had a uh, venue by which I could just talk about these things. No, by, by all means, go off on every single one. Oh, believe that me. Planet is is yeah. that newly edited? You don't know how much I have restrained myself. I have your choice. <laughs> I know. No, I, be- I believe that shot is an original one. Some of the Millennium Falcon stuff is new. Some of it's old. Yeah, I'm just curious about the planets. So I've been like that one Star is definitely lately. old. That's yeah. like, yeah, exactly it. Oh, I've this is the part. Star Trek lately, the, and they oh, I'm going to do just... some evasive maneuvers, like going forward. <laughs> yeah. You know, Star Trek, they remastered it, and all they did was make all the planets look nicer in the background. I think they also did here. 
Honestly, I think the planets have always looked really good in this series. Yeah. It's not hard to do, but it's a great effect. You just need to get, like, the atmospheric glow right. Yeah. Solaris also has a planet ship in front of the planet, but it looks very bad in Solaris. Which came out, like, the same year. Essentially. Or maybe not. I haven't seen Solaris yet. I gotta get to that. Might have been five years earlier. Don't don't quote me, listener. <laughs> but... This is a reference to uh, space balls when they enter ludicrous space. <laughs> that Alderaan, huh? Huh. That's a nice planet you got there. Surprisingly Earth-like. I wonder if Lucas is sending a message. Wow. An empire stretching its reach across all known space, uh, destroying Earth as we know it. Would it be me? Yep. It's so weird that he does that. It's so weird that she has an accent, though. It's so funny. She's putting on her ambassador voice. Yeah, this is just formal. She says she recognized his foul stench. There's no way Peter Cushing smells like anything but, like, talcum powder. Honestly, it's like, I know a lot of these people, like, didn't care as much in the beginning because, you know, you didn't know what this movie was. It was just, like, a weird sci-fi movie. But, like, yeah. it's got to be pretty cool to tell Peter Cushion, like, you're about to do, like, most epic power play imaginable by, like, blowing up an entire planet. Yeah. It's cool that, yeah, I agree. It's got to be like, all right, Peter, like, go off. Destroy a planet. Peter, I want you to be so freaking evil. Dantooine. Hmm. Could we visit in a Knights of the Republic? And uh, this this is all a bit like uh, when Princess Yuki sneaks off for a little bit in the Hidden Fortress and starts crying as she looks over her land. We're kind of getting yeah. a little bit of a version of that here, where she's well, yeah, like you know, crying and looking at her planet being destroyed. It's like yeah, and just like Kingdom looking at the ruins of your home. Yeah. It's it's a cool way to do it. It's a good thing they didn't like superimpose the rebel crest over her. <laughs> yeah. You know, like a like a Facebook profile picture. <laughs> Forgot that was in this movie. Yeah, I mean, nothing like that happens in Kurosawa. So. <laughs> yeah, same where I can tell when a, a bunch of people die. You know, um, looking at uh, some other influences from some of the other movies, something also that uh, I think is really cool is, uh, you know, thinking of like for like weird things with the force and stuff. Um, I saw someone compare the uh, Dagobah cave scene where Luke fights a vision of Vader in the in the cave and sees himself mm -hmm. to uh, the beach scene in Drunken Angel where he breaks open the coffin and sees oh, himself yeah. in the coffin. Actually, when we saw that scene originally, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, this is kind of like, like Dagobah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, just yeah. Like, like looking like 
you know, to see like other, you know, what visual illusions could come up with. And it's like, oh yeah, like that is a Literally lot finds like a dead that. version of himself. Like, yeah, no, it's shockingly similar. I think, I think that's so cool. That scene is so awesome. Yeah. Both in both movies. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy when it happens. I used to have a like a game. It was that, uh, like remote control, like remote droid that went on top of my TV, and there's like a little lightsaber that I hold, mm-hmm. and it like, you know, you swing it and have it react to the game and stuff. And it was like some weird. I think it was like a Clone Wars era game where you could deflect blaster bolts and stuff and kill Geonosians. That's cool. It like doesn't work we at all a... anymore, but I w- I thought it was the coolest thing. It was actually my gift. That was waiting for me when I moved to Japan because my dad was there early. Uh, nice. So that was like, you know, he gave us all stuff to help us, you know, just like t- give us something good for when we first got there for like the yeah. weirdest change in our lives. Uh, and that was like my thing. I was like, oh, this is so cool, actually. Yeah. We used to have a thing that was like a little droid that shot discs at you and it would like target wherever you were like, if you were holding a lightsaber, like shoot in your general direction. That sounds incredibly to dangerous. Try and hit you. A little just like foam discs. It's fine. Uh, Han Solo talking about uh, fate is like the end of Rashomon when they're like bad things happen Uh, no you don't have to have bad things happen (laughs) hang on this is the Rashomon effect this is just like come on Homer you like Rashomon that's not how I remember the next scene is when Luke goes uh, I'm starting to feel a new hope (laughs) (laughs) after everything we've seen today Ben I have a new hope. <laughs> this feels like the episode four. Of... <laughs> Man, with all those Star Wars going on. <laughs> Man, there's sure is a lot of fighting between this uh, Empire and the Rebels in the stars. It's almost like S- Star Wars or something. Not Lucas's finest writing. I can't believe this woman lied when we literally blew up her planet. She she looks like she's lying when she says it. It's very obvious to like the listener that that was a lie. All right, here's my poster. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there this asteroid field where Alderaan was? I love, like, in the universe of Star Wars, like, Tarkin thought, oh, if I destroy Alderaan, it'll send a message and it'll literally scare every star system into submission. But in reality, this is illusion versus reality, folks. In reality, it really turned every star system against them and made the Rebel Alliance way stronger. Oh yeah, what a surprise. <laughs> Everyone was like, wait a minute, uh, this is bad. I mean, it's 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 America using the nuke in World War II. Yeah. Now, this is clearly when they get involved in that fire festival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they get- That's the end of episode one, actually. That's true. <laughs> also, uh, Anakin at the end of episode three. 
but instead oh. of gold, we're putting in a human yeah, no, body. Yeah, he's the gold. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say that's no moon? Yeah. Ah. Classic. That's no moon. That's a Star Wars. Classic Obi Wan line. <coughs> Just by being near Alleginis, he learns to say, "I have a bad feeling about this." I always love the lights that go through the wall of the Millennium Falcon cockpit. Like, that's how the room is lit behind them. Oh, yeah. That's a nice look. It's such a cool design. Yeah. All yeah, right, I mean... boys. We're going into Yamana territory. <laughs> it's a Joe Mama no territory. Way to escape. <laughs> Music's obviously, like, a mix of a bunch of sources, but even in The Hidden Fortress, there's kind of musical cues for different ideas. Yeah, I think that the Seven... You know. I think Seven Samurai is the most fleshed-out, yeah. thematic musical score. I think that's why it's my favorite one, is, like, it's so distinct with, like, samurai theme, villager theme, bandit yeah. theme. Here, it's so distinct with, like, song for Luke, song for Leia, song for Obi-Wan and the Force. Yeah. No Imperial March well, in this movie. Imperial March doesn't come Wagnerian into the next idea. one. Yeah. Which is really crazy. With yeah, all, with all the it. changes, they never did that. Yeah. They were like, let's make sure we add McClunky, but don't add the Imperial March. <laughs> I mean, that would... Somehow they would both be a crime. But... Well, I just thought it was weird to put a giant pit there with an elevator in it. I love it, but... Yeah, the Empire has always had a uh, lack of guardrails. Yeah. It's just uh, uncool. Yeah, it's not very cash money. The William Falcon has escape pods? Yeah. It has, like... I think they showed it in Last Jedi. It's, like, one or oh, two. Yeah. It's really... It's, like, only for, like, one person, though. It's, like, it wouldn't do you much good. Yeah. Also, the way that they had the Millennium Falcon designed in Solo was that in between the first things... The two things in the beginning like, was a thing that went in between and that was a giant escape pod. Ah. Uh, I don't know how you get to it, but that's there. Yeah, I'm sure. Made sense. And then here we get the scene from Sanjiro where all the people pop yep. out of the floor. And the floorboards. <laughs> all the trick in the book. That was like, when I was watching Sanjiro and I saw that, I thought of this immediately i was yeah, like wow yeah. i haven't Easily. i was like i sure i have all these star wars images pop into my head for seven samurai i didn't think of the yojimbo you know gambler Sandra, stuff yeah. with the cantina right away but this i was like oh my god that's literally the same yeah also i love that han just pet chewy's head that's so nice of him yeah, it's cute i just love petting my homies heads yeah sometimes all you need is a big fuzzy homie yeah can't, can't wait for vacuum. can't wait for covid to end so i could blast particles on all my friends <laughs> oh and, and here's where Toshiro Mifune goes undercover in Seven Samurai as a bandit they're gonna turn into stormtroopers yeah. just talks to them now I'm really I'm really grasping for straws here people stretching who am I kidding yeah, someone... is anyone making it this far yeah, why would anyone listen to this episode? Shout out if you're making it this far. Yeah, thank you, 
uh, Harrison and Tim's mom. Hi, Ellie. I like how in this movie, whenever anyone gets shot by the blasters, it, like, really burns. Yeah. It sizzles. It really, uh, it smokes on their shirts. He's such a little, like, priss. Ah, I love- Keep speaking tech-speak to me, Alec Guinness. Elegant, as you clearly know and are invested in this movie and its work. Help me tap into the entire Imperial Network. I feel like he wasn't this rusty earlier. He's uh, sweating oil. He's he's uh, stressed. Ugh. As he always is. The most stressed. I, I can't believe they programmed a droid to get this stressed. Yeah, right? Bad design. Kambe, come on, can't I be your apprentice? No. No. It's absurd. Yeah. Obi-Wan really is a mix of Kambe from Seven Samurai and uh, Rokurota from Hidden Fortress. I see it. A little bit of Dr. Redbeard, too. You can even say he's a, a Ronin. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Redbeard, too. Now that's I'm clearly a reference to "I Live in Fear," where everyone. Well, that's because that's what everyone said when they saw Toshiro Mifune dressed <laughs> up as an old man. Where do you dig on that old fossil? <laughs> like I said, that a star is a metaphor to nuclear war. Yes, yeah. Princess Yuki, Joe Mama, actually Joe Dada. It's weird that they even have a royalty in this world. Yeah, all so the planets, planets are different. She's Princess Leia, but she's actually a senator. Yeah. Like being It's just that she happens to be the adopted daughter of the monarch. He's a prince by blood, but not by royal adoption. Shouldn't he technically be a prince of Alderaan? No, he was never adopted if, by... If the Organa's, I guess. He was, but, he was never adopted, you know. so... He has some role in that court. See, Han would have knowingly burned the woman in the uh, bandit camp in Seven Samurai. Yeah. (laughs) Better her than me. (laughs) Burn it. Did someone say money? Someone say 600 uh, Akuzi gold. Akazuki. Yu-Gi-Oh gold. (laughs) The Yu-Gi-Oh clan. Can you imagine this just being one of the 70 sci-fi movies at the time? (laughs) Could you imagine if Criterion had just like been like you know as part of the 70s sci-fi we're releasing the uh unedited version of the first movie oh my god but only the first movie 
Nah, Bob Iger would uh, find the Criterion CEOs and murder them. Oh, it's just like the comic. <laughs> this is a reference to cat and mice in real life. I'm pretty sure most of the stuff in the Death Star is just that hallway, but it's just all these different angles of it to make it look yeah. like it's a bunch of hallways. This is the only railing in the entire Death Star. Yeah, thank God. So many people going places. You funny about the CGI. Yeah, there are a lot of people circulating the Death Star. I love how, like, he could have spoken, but just chose not to. It's not like anyone would recognize their voice. Also, he was like, don't get on this elevator. And the guy was like, yeah, sure. He just walks away. Yeah, and he was clearly, like, ranked higher than him. Yeah. That was actually a reference to COVID. (laughs) True visionary. Sneaky sneak. Look at that that... Brown robe blends in seamlessly with a gray wall. <laughs> That's like my fa- that right there is actually like my favorite joke in this whole movie. That like the elevator opens on the exact opposite side, and they have no idea, and they're trying to pretend like they actually work there. It's like yeah, so understated, really but it's like so. Good. I, I never realized that, but that's really good. It's actually, so good. let's turn around. I have this little, like, Kafkaesque yeah. thing. This is Throne of Blood. He's <laughs> he killed yeah. this guy. Are you sure? Uh, yeah. Oh, a guy's loose. We're we giving him the weapon. In? I love all the shots where they shoot the blasters directly into the camera lens. Can I let the audience know? Yeah. Show this to the people who watch The Great Train Robbery. <laughs> It's like 10 security cameras. I think the fact that it's you're shooting, shooting all the security cameras is just as suspicious. No, no. That's what would happen. There really was, like, so many. There's just one room. Like, why are they... I love his customer service voice. It's so good. This is how are you? And then like, like this movie is funny. It's like so much of it is dry, but it's some of it's really funny. Yeah, same with like Hidden Fortress. I think I said in that episode, like the idea of a blockbuster where it can be funny but also serious and epic all at the same time. Like, you know, huh? I'm just a country uh, desert boy. I'm Tim Allen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just a simple water farmer.
it's been like not that long since they were all still alive. About nineteen years. It's not that long. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think Galaxy. Yeah, I, mean, I was reading a Star Wars comic today that takes place twenty five thousand years earlier. So I know just. Never understood how blasters blow up in a the hall like that. <laughs> Hope the listeners are enjoying a lovely viewing of Star Wars Episode Four. <laughs> Fantastic movie. Yeah, I've drawn a blank on equivalent stuff here, so uh, let me go into my backlog. Uh, well, there's a lot of uh, guns in one of the movies. Well, Hidden Fortress does. There's, um, like, the one equivalent is the horse chase in the Hidden Fortress. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot like the speeder bike chase in Return of the Jedi. The way that that's done is, like, catching up to, like, these guys before they can alert other people. Yeah. But then it winds up, you know, causing trouble for someone anyway. How smoky all the bolts are. Go off, Princess Yuki. Too bad she doesn't get a stick. They should have. They really should have given Princess Leia the bamboo swatch that uh, Princess oh, yeah. Yuki got to hold all the time. Yeah, it ruled. It was the cool thing right up. Love that scream. The garbage compactor is, of course, their reference to the pit in Drunken Angel. <laughs> Basically the same. This is a reference to the idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the pit is in Drunken Angel, right? Yeah, yeah. Also, also sort of in in Scandal, but I think it's just because it's the same backlot. Yeah. I think he also has a backlot in One Wonderful Sunday. I don't know. He's Probably. It's the Toho Dirt Pit. Sludge Pit. Every single member of this crew got typhus. Yeah. I was playing Borderlands the pre-sequel, and you end up in a trash compactor, and then you fight the Meg, which is Meg from Family Guy as the monster in the trash compactor. What? It's insane. In Borderlands? In Borderlands. Oh my god. The pre-sequel. I never played Borderlands. I want to. It sounds really good. It's a great game. Yeah, if you ever want to play it, let me know. Uh, Listener, yeah. if you ever want to play it. Yeah. Thanks. I'm, not, I'm never going to take you up on it. Yeah, I know. Man, I would have loved to have seen Kurosawa, like, do a monster. Yeah, like, it would be interesting. Like, if he had done more sci-fi Certainly, stuff, like, it would have been cool. Like, what would I a mean, Kurosawa monster look like? Kaiju film starred in, like, 54, right? Yeah, so well, he, totally I mean, it was all, all of those movies were at Toho. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ashiro Honda, the main guy behind all a lot of the Godzilla movies, he and Akira Kurosawa worked together, and... Yeah, they were friends. This just wasn't. He just, he just never did it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he probably saw that as like cheaper entertainment. 
But yeah, the I, first, I mean, I'm the first Godzilla like, the elements isn't like of it that. never. I'm all, for listeners also. I'm a massive Godzilla fan. I have every single Godzilla movie uh, on my shelf, but way before the Criterion like super set came out. So <laughs> I it, like I had to hunt down all those DVDs when there's some of them are sketchy. Some of them are like the Song of the Horse one where it like doesn't even have a menu. Yeah, well. but I had them all nonetheless. And I don't know if you know this. First Godzilla movie, Takashi Shimura's in it. Aw, uh, hell yeah. Which, I haven't seen it in a couple of years. I really want to rewatch it again now with, like, such a strong emotional attachment to him. You know, he rules. I think that would have been the same year as, as Seven Samurai, too. Like, yeah, what a, close. Like, literally, sure. this man oh, had, yeah. like, one of the greatest careers ever, and, like, no one talks about him. I know. I feel bad about the job of the Hutt joke, but I stand by it. <laughs> God, I love Takashi Ever since someone called him kind of odd-looking in Scandal, it's, I'm justified. <laughs> he did look so weird in that movie. Yeah. Creep. Price he paid for giving his best performance. <laughs> he was so good in it. Yeah. Now, this is the uh, crushing weight of the suits in the Japanese film industry in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, it's a reference to high and low. <laughs> oh, here's the dude who bonks his head. Bonk. Horny jail. Ah. Uh, so funny they didn't, like, reshoot it. <laughs> it's so funny that they didn't, like, edit it. Like, they could... That would be a much easier edit than making Han's head fly all over the place to avoid a bullet yeah. that was never there. I guess it becomes becomes beloved. Literally, wouldn't it have been easier in the Han and Greedo scene to edit Greedo's angle a little bit rather than edit Han's head to make him dodge a bullet? Well, the problem is none of it makes any sense. Yeah, no, I'm saying the best thing to do would be nothing. Yeah. But, like, yeah, yeah. The, the best of the worst options. Doesn't say THX 1138 somewhere on their uniforms. Uh, it was cell block one one three eight that Leia was in, ah. and there's a lot there of other one like that. There's a lot of other times that THX one one three eight pops up in some form. It's on the back of one of the battle droids at the end of episode one. Um, it's like it gets like kind of a close up. Um, hard to think of more specific examples, but it pops up a lot in like the video games or in the books and stuff. Yeah. I love that. A droid just forgetting things. More proof that they're human. Yeah. <laughs> great performance by Hamill. No, it's a great performance by Anthony <laughs> Daniels, up. where he, where he just the way that his head just what? like turns slightly when he's told to yeah. shut up. He's like, oh, oh. oh he is the king. <laughs> I love I love C three PO. Oh yeah, no, amazing. This is also such a funny joke. <laughs> oh, that's so good. 
They're dying. And then he's like, he just stiffens up, and it's like so quick. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. It's so much funnier than like any of the humor in the new movies, but but we all know that. <laughs> Always love the shot. Again, no guardrails. Narcissist. <laughs> well, because the technician might want to walk over there, and it would be as dangerous for the technician as it is for a, a exactly. Old it's man. like it's not perilous because he's in danger from the enemy. He's just it's just perilous in general. It's just a bad design. Thank God they had their clothes in them. Well, they had them under the uh, the stormtrooper. Yeah, they like like putting it on. Wouldn't Chewie be like wet and covered in garbage shoes? I love how scared Chewbacca is. He's like he's two hundred years old. <laughs> he's yeah. he's older than he's all so of strong. them combined, like twice. <laughs> brutal no reward is worth being Being, a little annoyed being talked to yeah being put out having a woman speak to me being put out by my future wife (laughs) who i will have either one or three children with depending on the continuity i think iw1 knows how to operate this machinery i know though it does seem like he's guessing to be fair he's just like if anything is making things go down You could kill him with the force. I like that. He just makes like a sound with the force and walks away. It's not the Jedi way to just senselessly kill. How would he find that? Don't worry. Luke will kill all of them later. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I forget what Luke's exact body count is like across the trilogy or like across the saga, but it is enormous. Yeah, it's I mean, so is... many millions of people. This is a planet of people working. He literally, like, when they do this, Obi- like, some other Jedi should be like, I just felt a disturbance. <laughs> like, that was the voice. This is funny. That's great. That's another uh, CGI edit, actually, because in the real, the oh. regular version, that's actually just, like, an empty room. But then they added all these, like, stormtroopers just standing there, turning and looking at them, but not moving. Yeah, that's why I don't mind. That one's pretty funny. It's it's cool, but it's like, why is there just like a still image of like a thousand stormtroopers that aren't reacting? Why does he run away from the empty room? Because he's gonna get shot. But like he was chasing them, and then he gets there, and no one's there. Just like one guy. Use your space grappling hook. Are you, like they never set up this grappling hook. It's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird that it well, happens. Like. Doesn't he, like, find it on... That's, like, a Stormtrooper utility belt. Maybe. Is it? Oh, my... I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. It's, it's just, like, a cheesy old Hollywood thing. Oh, no, it is. I think you're right. Yeah, I know some putting it on after the trash compactor. I think it's the Stormtrooper utility belt. Wow, I... It doesn't make sense that they would have... You literally just answered a question I've had for, like, my entire life. And, like I said, I watched this movie a lot. 
And I yeah, never, yeah. I never picked up that that was from the utility belt. I just thought he had it. I was like, well, that's so weird. <laughs> Why did the stormtroopers well, have it? <laughs> yeah, that's still, it. Still doesn't make any sense because there's no reason stormtroopers would have this like grappling hook in their. Especially pocket. like when they're working like the equivalent of like a security guard job. Yeah. How would he get such a good throw? The forest. Don't worry about it. That's the thing. I I get very angry at like you know coincidences in media, but Star Wars gets away with it a lot because they can literally just always be like, "Will of the Force, dude," and it's like, oh, yeah. "Well, actually, yeah. yes." Like, yes. Like, the Force very much does that. Plot device. A thousand little Deus Six Machinas. That's life, baby. Because every once in a while, a coincidence just does happen in real life. Every once in a while, I have a grappling hook. Oh, that's a different voice in the original version. That's weird. Yeah, it sounded weird there. That one's the same. And here we get Toshiro Mifune versus Susumu Fujita. Oh, but instead scene. of spears, we get laser swords. Hell yeah. And I think this is the shot where you can see the rope, or the uh, wire... Yeah, you can kind of see it still. I'm surprised they never added that part out. <laughs> I didn't see it, but I believe you. It's there. I don't let it bother me. This fighting is a reference to the fighting in Rashomon? Yeah, this is a, <laughs> right, a reference to the awful fighting in Rashomon. <laughs> And they are two old men. David Prowse wasn't old at this point, though. <laughs> like, not that yeah, old. He like, was older, but he wasn't like it's like old. He's like he's like fifty, but also like in a decaying body. Yeah, you need a big dude to be able to wear that suit under all like the hot lights and stuff. I tell you, it's like, every once in a while, like, there is a shot in this fight that they do actually look cool. And then there's other ones where Alec Guinness just does that weird twirl. Like, yeah. Or this part where he's just, like, swiping it away like a, like a, like a bugs, like a fly swatter. <laughs> that's authentic technique that you learn, but I don't think it was on purpose. I like that the plan is essentially to just leave Obi-Wan behind. Yeah, well, they get lucky. It's literally like, if you get on this, you gotta leave. <laughs> like, will the Force, baby. I wish I had an R2. Well, yeah. It'd be so cool. Here it is. 19 years later, finally seeing Anakin's children together. Now he can die. See ya! That's how I felt when uh, Heihachi died. Seven Samurai. Oh, absolutely. That's a reference to, that's a reference to me watching body... the movie. <laughs> 
reference to the immortal process of death. I do really like too that it, I think this is really subtle, but um, now that Luke is really angry, he's much more accurate with his blaster. Yeah, because it's like Defense, it's yeah. like a subtle dark side thing. Like he's so angry and yeah. he's bullseyeing these stormtroopers when before he was missing a ton. Yeah. You. That's CGI. No, it's not actually. That's actually what it looked like. Oh, interesting. That's why it looks so weird. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, that's one of the ones you would think they would change. <laughs> but they don't. Nope. That's the thing. They change the ones that are fine and then they leave the ones that aren't. <laughs> it's the Lucas touch. It's so weird that like it's so weird, first of all, that they would do it to begin with, like, to change the movie. But it's even weirder yeah, to, like, not do it all the way. Like, like to only change some of the starship shots and not others. Look, you know what they say about Lucas, full of good ideas. <laughs> not always the best execution. It's like, imagine playing, like, a remaster of a video game, but, like, the last four levels yeah, they, like, are, like, in. Yeah. like, the last four <laughs> levels are not, like, are, like, the old graphics. Yeah, they don't fix, like, obvious story-breaking glitches. <laughs> but they fix, like, no, menu. No, I think, I think whenever they re-release a game, the, if there's, like, a glitch that, like, people know about that's, like, good, then they just leave it. <laughs> they should, for sure. Like, in, Mar- like, you know, like in certain Mario Karts, you could go around and, like, loop yeah, yeah. immediately back to the start. Like, when they re-release that, they shouldn't ever get rid of that. Absolutely. Hell, the code is so old, they probably can't. See. This is making me want to play the coder thing where you shoot the enemies, even though it sucks. Makes me want to play uh, Star Wars Squadrons, which I love. So good. Hell yeah. Such a good, like, such good flight mechanics. Space fighting does look great. None of none of the any lasers that were shot there were anywhere near any target. I love it. I mean, it's pretty tough in the infinite vastness of space to not miss. It's a pretty big shift. At least on a, like the ground, you have like a horizon line. Famous line. This is the reference to arcade games. <laughs> I would love to see the Star Wars arcade like, games. I would have loved to see Kurosawa play like Centipede. Oh yeah. <laughs> or Time Crisis too. I love Time Crisis. Time Crisis is so good. Ah, uh, the TIE Fighter that has the biggest explosion in the movie. Yeah, that's like what Alderaan looked like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Help, I'm melting. This is your fault. Peter Cushing is like six feet tall, right? David Prowse is a tall dude. He's a big no. man. Jesus, though. Look at those flight gloves. 
king. <laughs> Bro, they sent four TIE fighters. They have millions of people. We nearly died. But no. We could barely handle four. Yeah, right? Imagine if they actually tried. Sister. I love the way he says that. He's, it's like he's in a western at that for that one line. It is for me, sister. Kind of, yeah. It's kind of like he's gay, too. <laughs> Harrison Ford is Lowry delivers. I love how, like, many buttons he leaves undone. Yeah, right, in the deepest v-neck. Deepest v-neck and, like, such a smooth chest. Looks good as hell. What do you think of my hot sister? I like that he's asking that when he's literally m mourning Ben's death. Like, yeah, right. like, two seconds ago. Not like, oh, do you miss that guy who started all this? Or I am so excited for the Obi-Wan Disney Plus series, bringing you and McGregor back, because I think we're probably going to oh, see yeah. young Luke. Like, Ooh. I'm be very happy to finally see, like, their actual relationship. Yeah, because they know each other. Understand yeah. how they know each other. Like, it's very unclear. Yeah, it's cool. He's just like a crazy old guy who lives nearby. It's kind of like, you know, Doc and Marty in Back to the Future. It's like, why is this kid friends yeah, with yeah. this old man? That just used to happen. Yeah. Can't That's do reference it. to yeah, police radar Can't gun. do it. Like, it's just times are changing. Yeah. Huh. Life continues to get worse and we can't have old friends. I like how the stone temples look like uh, Central American. Yeah, they're kind of like Aztec temples. The Masasi yeah. temples of Yavin 4. In one of those temples, there's a big uh, Sith Lord buried there that Luke and his students are going to uncover, and one of them's going to get possessed. Oops. I'm sure that won't cause any problems. Yeah, it did. Yavin is a reference to my 10th uh, grade theater teacher. <laughs> you had that name. You had a teacher named Yavin? Uh, I think so. Or think so. It was very similar. Might have been Lavin. Oh, they did the crystal. Oh, diamond the wipe. Weird diamond transitions. They did it even yes. as early as here. <laughs> That's why they do it in the new one, I guess. I love that one second of nature footage to fade into. There's the... lots of little cuts like that. Just Ozu's pillow shots, but. Totally non-functional because they're half a second long and you can barely process what no, you're No, that's just some Song of the Horse stuff, you know? It's just, yeah. It's the gate shot. Love this, like, zooming in further and further. Leah. Princess Leah. I appreciate how, how quickly like, they were able to get this animation. Yeah. They had to outsource it. 
I thought it was weird how it falls into the hole at that angle and then goes straight down. It's the force, dude. I guess. Right. Used to Welcome to the Hidden Fortress. We, you finally like, made it. Now it's time to go. Yeah. This hole is only two meters wide, which is over six feet. Taller than me. Love this graphic. It's like, if, if you say so, nothing. boss. Uh, yes, sir. I do love in Rogue One, they have Red 5. He's like, just gets owned. And that's why there's the opening for Luke here. Because <laughs> it is like, yeah, like that yeah. sounds like a very like easy to fill spot. Why was that open? And it's like, yeah, because that guy literally just died. Yep. A minute ago. In universe, like probably two days ago. So I always wondered he's... why, like, Han got his reward, and yet he still has, like, the death mark on him in the other two movies. And I found out that apparently in, like, a comic right after this movie, he gets robbed. <laughs> so it takes all the money. <laughs> <laughs> That's super funny. Because <laughs> there's a book, uh, I believe, like, canonically after this movie, there's, like, a few, like, a few comic issues, and then there's the book Scoundrels by Timothy Zahn, and, like, the second page of the book, he's like, oh, I can't believe I got robbed. <laughs> that doesn't explain that it. I took all my money. What explanation he had to do? <laughs> I was gonna say him leaving his, uh, him selling GameStop on peak day. <laughs> yeah, Han Solo's got paper hands. Luke's yeah. got the diamond Luke's hands. Got he's, diamond got the, hands. <laughs> he's got the rebellion in his hands, baby. Uh, that's a joke that'll make sense in two years when listeners listen. To no, no, it'll make sense in two years when they finally make that stupid movie that no one's asking for about. Oh it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like four studios are competing to make it at the same time. God, why? What's there a make? Yeah, it's just like losers in their home. The only victims are billi are billionaires, so people aren't going to care. Big, some of the only mustache representation. Yeah. And Biggs, there were, like, other scenes with him earlier in the movie that were cut. So now it's, like, this whole yeah. reunion. This scene isn't in the original version either. Oh. Um, this is an added scene. Because it is, like, yeah, who the hell is Lip Biz Biggs? <laughs> like, well, I like that they just have him see some old guy he knows. It's cute. I, I like it, but it's, like, it's just weird. I do love his mustache, it though. It is so nice. The helmet is really King. cool, too. Hello, Jordan. I've been through a lot together. He was a friend of my dad's. I've had him for two days. He's my slave. <laughs> this little slave and I have been through a lot together. <laughs> That's what uh, Rokuroba says at the end of it. Yeah, when they hand them that one gold piece. Like, these oh, two slaves for, uh, and us have been, been through a lot together. Thanks, peasants. They tried to sell us out like four times and kept messing it up. God, I love the Y-Wing so much. The it's my favorite ship in Star Wars.
This is a reference to most of Kurosawa's movies being super long. <laughs> this was Kurosawa gearing up to go to that union meeting after <laughs> those who make tomorrow. This guy's living really stupid. I was gonna be a second. So I was going to say, can't believe Star Wars predicted airplanes. <laughs> it's in 1977. I know. <laughs> if Chris Pine and Wonder Woman can be shocked by subways, despite living in the 1910s, <laughs> and subways were invented in the 1860s, <laughs> and I can say that. Oh, there he is, Porkins. King. Thick king of Star Wars. I was like that. They expand. Yeah. Expand on. Does Porkins not wear the chin strap? I don't know. to be synced, synced extremely well to know what we're yeah. saying for happening. I, I really wish, like, I know we were, we were saying, like, you know, Kurosawa never made, like, a kaiju movie or something. Like, he never really delved into sci-fi. I really would have been interested to see Kurosawa do something in space. Yeah, it would be really cool, but it's, it's so difficult. I don't know like, what think... he would have done. Like, but this... I mean, would have done a space western. <laughs> like, there were a lot of space movies made at Toho. Like, yeah. before and after Godzilla, like, Especially Ichiro Honda, he did a lot of them. It's like, I just wonder, like, if we're like, okay, we're going to put Toshiro Mifune on the moon. That much is a given. What else are we going to yeah. do? That's the movie all on its own. I I'll mean, I guess it. it would be like an illusion versus reality thing of like, here's what you think going to space is like, and then it's actually, here's the reality and here's it's terrible. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have the chin strap, you're right. He's got the chin, the chin strap, strap beard, King. baby. Yeah. <laughs> Representation. Pour one out. Rip to a real one. Yeah. I was wondering how those pins on their shirt reflect, like, status. The, uh, in the Empire? Yeah, there's a there's a system with red, blue, and eventually yellow yeah, when you get is. to the real the real big one. I love how that guy emerges from shadow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so dramatic. This is fun. Just cute little stuff they wouldn't do anymore. I love how everyone in the seventies looked. I know that's so cool. That's that's another thing that's really fun about Rogue One is like seeing them recreate seventies style like yeah. amongst a lot of the people. Because every time they cut to a pilot, it's like, oh, that guy is literally plucked straight out of the seventies. Yeah, yeah, they got another guy who's got like the exact same mustache. It's good. I missed that air. Yeah, take me back. So why is why does he have advanced uh, Tie Fighter? He has Tie Fighter advanced wings in the low graphic, know. but not in real life. I'm not sure. That was some guy who was trying to kill Will Darth Vader. Will of the Force. But... <laughs> yeah, the Force. 
I love the sound. The sound design's so good. Starfin' to episode one. <laughs> R2 repairs the ship. Oh, Every time Wedge, that... the real hero of the Rebellion, honestly. Wedge is so Every cool. That... The... He does so much. Every time that TIE Fighter shoots, he probably like kills a Stormtrooper in the base. <laughs> Every 60 seconds in Africa, a minute passes. <laughs> For some reason, the bottom two Y-Wings in that shot blip out of existence before they totally leave the screen. Oh, interesting. I don't know why that happens. It happens in every version, too. Ah, uh, that shot's so cool. Oh, I love the way that shot is done, and it took me years to realize that it's actually two shots. Oh, interesting. The first one is them... They'll do it again later, so keep your eyes peeled, but the first one is them zooming in on the on the trench, and then there's a flash of white from a, from a turret, and then all of a sudden yeah. the camera's flying into it. And that's how they do it. So it's like they cut in between two of them. It's really strange, but it's really effective. Looks cool, though, yeah. It's going to make a joke that Y-Wings are a reference to Dursu Uzala's cane. That's a little too much. Well, it's in the edit anyway. So again, not really able to uh, think of much here, but uh, I was yeah, looking. Yeah, it's not quite like. <laughs> I was looking. I was looking through um, some stuff from the Clone Wars animated series. Did you ever watch that? Did you ever watch any Clone Wars? No. No, I never. I watched like an episode or two, but not much of it. Some of it is really good, and a lot of it is. That's not. What I hear. <laughs> like. Yeah. Like Pierce just watched it. There's all. a few like you know three or four episode arcs that like you really should check out because they're great. And then there's other yeah, ones yeah, that are like, this is unbearable. Uh, but there are, I, I could find f like three episodes that are direct adaptations of Kurosawa films. And then there's, and then the finale of the last episode of the last season is basically has the same ending as Seven Samurai. Because oh, nice. they like yeah. have a bunch of graves marked with like clone uh, rifles and helmets on top of them in the same yeah, way that image. the Seven Samurai yeah, yeah. Uh, graves are done. That's cool. But uh, for any Clone Wars fans out there, Season 2, Episode 11, Lightsaber Lost, is the Clone Wars adaptation of Stray Dog, where Ahsoka ah, loses ooh. her... Ahsoka has her lightsaber stolen, and she has to go into the underworld to try and get it back. Um, yeah, it's direct, yeah. It's just really direct. Another Season 2 episode, Season 2, Episode 17, is uh, called Bounty Hunters. That is also a direct adaptation of Seven Samurai in the same way that uh, chapter four of the Mandalorian is, and Kurosawa is actually mentioned in the credits oh, wow. of that episode. Cool. So it's so cool. Kurosawa is in the credits of the Clone Wars. Hell yeah! He'd been but dead for this. like twenty years. <laughs> well, credit where credits do. Yeah, I think it's just like a special thanks or mention or something. Yeah, I mean, considering how much the whole universe is in debt to him. Um, and then season four, episode four is called Shadow Warrior, which is a adaptation of kage musha which we'll be talking oh, nice. about next week yeah i don't know anything about that yet but... yeah well i'll tell you this the, that episode the main character is jar jar 
And oh, there's boy. another connection because George Lucas is the executive producer of Kage Musha. Oh, yeah. One of them. With uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Hell yeah. King. That was wild. Another king. So excited to talk about that. Yeah, me too. This is kind of like a Calvary fight. A little bit. In what? Not just in general. Just in general. Fight on horseback. Respect. Speaking of big fights, uh, the Gungan army at the end of episode one, when they're going through all the fog and everything, it's like uh, going through the fog and throwing up blood with the horses. Really yep. stretching. It's kind of just fog in both I, movies. I, I saw what you were going. I, I knew you were going to say throwing up blood before you said Throwing up blood and uh, episode one don't have a whole lot in common. <laughs> yeah, any any good movie is a reference to throwing up blood. <laughs> any movie that has fog is basically just throwing up blood. Yeah. See, like, so zoom, flash, now we're in. That's very subtle. And you can see, cool. like, there's a little bit of a difference in the texture. So I think one of them is, like, a still image, and then the other one is actually, like, a moving shot. Yeah, okay. It's hard to tell exactly, but it's really cool. Yeah. But it was just, great. like, once I started, like, you know, going to school and everything and, like, understanding more of this stuff, I started, like, looking at that, for, at those frames individually and being like, what's up with this? Yeah. And this is all original, right? All this stuff we're seeing? I think so. I, I don't think anything in this part until the Millennium Falcon shows up is different. A lot of the stuff like, we just saw before was amazing, different, but some of it wasn't. But... It's kind of like it's half and half, like it's split. <laughs> Sorry, Rebellion. I did my best. I tell you, like, can't, you couldn't have gone into the trench any earlier. <laughs> right? You, stuff as you couldn't as have entered at, like, an earlier spot. I love any Star Wars video game that has a Death Star trench level. Yeah. It's, it, 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 they make it, like, so tense. Yeah, it's like Medford. Because you gotta go, like, at full speed. You You cannot, like slow down otherwise I, I would consider that a loss yeah it's like you know design that way I'm racking my drain trying to think of like a targeting computer in a Kurosawa I'm Don't just trying to think of a much. computer in a Kurosawa <laughs> Fair. that on its own is crazy Hmm. You could say Obi Wan is like the Throne of Blood ghost. <laughs> yeah, if, if the he's Throne of Blood ghost was like good. <laughs> yeah. No, he's dead. <laughs> Anakin killed Obi-Wan and then R2 and doesn't even know it. It's all his fault? I love this drum roll here. It's so good. So dramatic. All timpani, yeah. The final, the final sympathy, the, the, the final symphony of this, like, fight is so amazing. 
Why do those rats miss? Because it's the Empire. <laughs> he locks on and presumably shoots, and that doesn't count. Doesn't count. They intend to do a sequel when they made this? Uh, not initially. They had ideas, but... Because, I mean, it, it is interesting that they don't kill Darth Vader. You know, they set yeah, him up like to be almost... the real bad guy, yeah. and then... A lot of good people died in <laughs> Oh my god, this this is going to be devastating to the economy. <laughs> it's bad to punch Nazis and blow up stormtroopers. Just kidding. And then there's that one Y-Wing that for some reason survived. Which yeah, I just didn't fight, so he survived. Good for him. He was late. They only sent out three, and you can only do two at a time. Ah, oh, this is so cute. I love how I just this slapped him in the face. Face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, that's Dersu and Arsnia uh, reuniting for the second yeah. journey. No time to waste. We gotta evacuate. We gotta go find another secret base. They know where we are. Hold up. Metal ceremony. One extremely important thing first. I see also, like, the final shot, like, when they're finally done with this is kind of like the end of uh, Hidden Fortress as well. When you get uh, Roku, Rhoda, Yuki, and um, yeah, uh, and Susumu Fujita's character, like, in, like, a triangle when they're finally, like, when she's all dressed up and stuff, and they give the gold. Yeah, I see, I see now they're saying. doing the same thing. They're giving the gold medal. I wish they still had the cardboard cutouts and crowd that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, in the in the despecialized, the crowd is, like, very dark. <laughs> it's, it's... I'm pretty sure, like, yeah, like, someone just, like, they didn't have enough people. <laughs> Not enough light in that room. It is funny how much the music is propelling the scene. Yeah, the the edit on YouTube where there's no music is so good. Incredible. It's so funny. Every time Chewbacca opens his mouth, he just screams. I do love that jacket. Yeah, right? Can you imagine wearing that jacket now? Is that a reference Can you imagine you? how powerful wearing that jacket would make you feel? It's such a good look. And it's probably just like a jacket that people wore in the 70s. Doesn't even feel very spacey. That was actually just, yeah, Harris, uh, the, Mark Hamill's jacket. Yeah. You know, you keep the Turns gold. To the oh, Olympic no. Games. oh no, this is splitting the gold between the two peasants, but it's Han Solo and Chewbacca. You get one medal and you gotta split it between the <laughs> two of you. <laughs> Alright, best movie of all time. Writing and directing the same thing. By the same person as a reference to Kurosawa. <laughs> reference to Kurosawa doing everything. Yeah. Oh boy. Alright, well, no one's listening to this, but it exists now. Uh, we so, said we would do a bonus episode and we did it. And we're not yep. going to edit it. So. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming later on in the week for Kage Musha, which again, cannot stress enough. Extremely excited to talk about. Love that movie. Absolutely. 
lot of stuff going on. Uh, it's not what you'd think it is. <laughs> yep. We'll see yeah, you then. So, thank you very much if you got through this. And if anyone wants to talk Star Wars with me, please do. Yeah, please DM me. <laughs> Thank you.